The Golden Fish by Kelsey McIntyre, read by Shana M. Buck. Leonidas, in a clear plastic bag plump with dechlorinated water, floated next to Meg's open lunchbox. His fins and tail rippled like brilliant orange silk, and his tiny eyeballs reflected gold when he turned. The name Leonidas reminded Meg of a lion, and her goldfish was as majestic as any lion. He was fearsome and noble and wise. Meg kept him in a bowl near her pillow and whispered to him while she fell asleep, and she had never loved anything as much as she loved him. Her teacher wanted all the first graders to bring a favorite thing to share with the class today. Meg was bringing Leonidas. She secretly thought he would become all the other students' favorite thing, too, as soon as they saw him. Her mother packed a tuna salad sandwich cut diagonally, chocolate milk, dill pickle spears, and a Ziploc bag filled with goldfish crackers, and handed Meg her lunchbox. Meg thought eating goldfish crackers brought her luck. She wore purple and pink striped leggings and a sky-blue pea coat, and her mom pinned her hair with a barrette and sent her out the door with a kiss and an umbrella. Meg had to follow the sidewalk over a hill and past the bakery and the car wash to get to the school, and the clouds growled of rain. First, she stopped at the bottom of the front steps and opened her umbrella, gripping Leonidas' bag in one hand the whole time. Then she hummed to entertain Leonidas as they walked. Her rubber boots made chewing noises with each step, even though the cement was dry. When they reached the top of the hill, Meg heard the first drop of rain land on the canvas over her head. She looked at Leonidas, flitting from side to side in his bag. He lived in water. Meg didn't want him to feel left out if she was dry, and he wasn't, so she lowered her umbrella. This wasn't just any rain. It was the first rain of spring, and in Meg's neighborhood, that meant the colors would wash out. It had been happening every year for as long as Meg could remember. She remembered that when she was two or three and the auburn rinsed out of her mom's hair as she carried Meg to the grocery store in the rain. She remembered when she was five and she sat on an upturned bucket with her umbrella to watch the green drain out of the ivy on the side of their house. Every year the colors came back bolder and brighter than ever after a few days of drying in the sun. Still, Meg felt funny about being as drab as a ghost, even for a few days, so she usually tried to stay away from raindrops. But this wasn't just any year. This year, she had Leonidas. The rain thickened, streaming over the windshield of cars parallel parked by the curb. At first, it turned the sidewalk dark gray, and it made the back of Meg's neck cold. She wiped her forehead to keep the water out of her eyes, and held Leonidas' bag to her chest. Finally, as she passed the bakery, the colors began to melt. All the red melted off the stop sign, raindrop by raindrop, and washed into the gutter. The picture of the crossed baguettes on the yellow awning of the bakery smudged like watercolor and dripped to the ground. The green washed out of the buds on the trees, and wherever the rain fell, it erased spots of cement color and dirt color and street color. Meg didn't want to catch sight of herself in any of the shop windows, 
she squinted to find the car wash in a landscape of pale shapes and textures. The school building would be just ahead. Gingerly, she parted her hands to make sure Leonidas wasn't nervous. He flicked his tail and nosed toward the part of the bag closest to her face. As she held him up, despite her efforts not to look, she noticed her coat sleeves. The rain had rinsed all the blue from the felt, as was to be expected, but she was not colorless. This time, the raindrops had left behind another color, orange with golden undertones. Her buttons glinted gold, and the rubber of her boots had changed as well from teal to goldfish color. Meg held out her palm and stared as water collected in the creases of her peachy pink skin. She stopped in the middle of the sidewalk to get a better look, but the more she tried to remember, the more sure she was that nothing like this had happened before. Somehow this time, though the rain whisked away her outside color, it didn't leave her emptied out. Maybe she had a stronger color, her real color. Meg liked that thought. Maybe she was orange on the inside. She lifted one boot and then the other. She twirled. Her folded umbrella was gray like the sky and the school and the children she saw disembarking from the washed-out school bus. But she and Leonidas were as bright as they had always been. Sound effects created by Shana M. Buck. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater with the permission of the licensor granted under a copyrighted license agreement. First published in Gilbert Magazine, a publication of the American Chesterton Society. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.